I'm not sure exactly where we left off in the first parak. I think we're somewhere on Zion on Aleph. Um, the Gemara has a statement that Bilom wanted to curse Bnei Yisrael, and he knew he knew to be Mechav in which moment. Gosh only gets angry for a split second every day, and he knew how to figure out with, when the split second is. Gemara says there was once a Tzeduki, <coughs> Tzeduki is an Apikoyrus, who lived in a neighborhood. Here is it again. She was a Rabshua ben Levi, and they used to hack a lot about Psukim and Tanakh. Like the early Christians, they used to interpret all the Psukim and Tanakh that is referring to Osarish. So he wanted to figure out, he wanted to curse, Rabshua ben Levi wanted to curse the Tzuki, and, uh, he, and how do you tell when a Koshboko is angry? You look at the. Uh, the head of the rooster when it turns white. That's when Akkadish Baruch is angry. <coughs> and then he fell asleep. So he understood at that time, and he missed it. So he realized that it's not right. So it's not right to be matriach the Rebbeinu Shalom. That when Hashemayim, they should punish the Tzduki. So Tosus here is bothered with the Kasha that there's a Gemara with the Zohar, that Chodolim Leis, but the Gemara says, that the tzedukim apikusam amaridim aloy malim. Marid me, you're allowed to lower him into a pit, into a manhole, and then take away the ladder. Or if he's, or if he is in the manhole, he doesn't have a ladder, so you don't help him out. <coughs> it's not outright ritzicha, but it's gram ritzicha. Gram ritzicha is misa b'deishamayim. Ritzicha is misa bezin. So this is misa b'deishamayim. So how was he allowed to do that? So the Pashtas is that the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Shamati, the Gemara is quoting from Megillah's Tainus. Megillah's Tainus is a very old source. Rashi writes on Masech Shabbos. It's called Megillah's Tainus. It was written down before the Mishnais, at the time that all the Mishnais were still not allowed to be written down because Ram Shabbat he not allowed to write Pixav. <coughs> Just the question, which of the two was written down first? The Megillah Steinus. Megillah Steinus starts this and here, Sivan goes in order of the months. <coughs> and a list of all of the various holidays during the period of Baishenia that Achachamim introduced. That Arasa the Titus. That's why it's called Megillah Steinus. Some of them are Rasa Behespid also. <coughs> Some of them are just Tasa the Titus and Mutta Behespid. It's like a, a yontif that the Rabbana called the Tikkun Rabbana came there as the Tikkun pattern after Rosh Chodesh. Then on Rosh Chodesh, there's an Isa Hesped Vitainus. Some hold that it's a Dim in Atar. On Rosh Chodesh, there is a Din of Simcha, the Tur. Quotes in the name of the Goyim, that Rosh Chodesh, in Nigdosh, there is an Indian of Simcha. Big Vulan, there's no Mitzvah of Simcha, but in Migdosh, there is. But it's not a Din of Ein Simcha, the Basar and Simcha, the Biyayin. You don't have to have a Suda, just Simcha. Shave al Tasa that you're not allowed to do Hespid, you're not allowed to do uh, a Tainus. <clears throat> so the Rabban and the Chachamim introduced a whole bunch of Yamim Taivim 
that are listed off in the Gilas Tainis. And every so often, the Gilas Tainis, Gilas Tainis gives you the historical background for each one of those Yamatobi Darbon. And every so often, there'll be a din over there that's not only relevant to the historical background of the Yantif, so this din is also in the Gilas Tainis. Shamati, the Tana who wrote the Gilas Tainis, writes, he has a tradition that Bezna Makamayanshin Shaloy Menadin. Bezna has the right to give Misa or Malka Shaloy Menadin. What kind of a din is that? That's a din. Uh, we usually say, But the Gemara says, Rosha, the Milsa, you are allowed to. So even to do Ritzicha Bekum Le'asei would also be permissible. The Gemara says, sometimes uh, a person violates a din de Rabbanon. The Gemara tells the story when the Chachamim prohibited riding horseback on Shabbos and Yontem. Gzeira, what's wise it also to ride on a horseback? You made the practice was in the days of the time that when you ride on a horse, you break off a branch from a tree in order to whip the horse that he should go faster. So they made Xerah the Rabban, you're not allowed to ride on a horse. So if someone violated Xerah, so they put him to death. You're not supposed to put him to death for violating an Isa the Rabban. But uh, they felt it's necessary because uh, that's when they first made the Xerah. So this uh, Shagetz, this fellow violated Xerah. He shows that he doesn't care what the Chachamim. Uh, what dinim they invent. So that's Bezim HaKam Yanshim, Shaloi Meradin, that's Yishkoch Merachaham, Lakadom, and Atar Bikum, they say, Loi Roshon, Amig Damilsa, if you feel that it's necessary. So Tosis quotes, the Bryson, Abedizor, Dav Chavolim, that it's Dukim HaMaridim, Loi Malim, you're permitted to do, Maridim means grammar, Tzicha, Loi Malim. The Chazanish writes, that Bizman is that we don't allow it, because uh, it won't be understood by the public. Most of the Jews are not observant. So what are you going to be, Maridim or Lamalad? Could take all the people on Mechal Shabbos, all the so many happy kursim around. They'll just say, you're like Khomeini, that you're Meshuggah, like Khomeini. So the Chazani says, the din doesn't apply, Bismarck. Even though the din on Yeridaya says it doesn't apply, Bismarck, because it will not be understood by the public. The Tosis says, What do you mean, You see, the fact that the Rabbi Shulman Levi fell asleep and he didn't notice when the, the head of the rooster turned white, and that's when he was going to curse Titsuki. So he realized that it's not Derecheretz. It's not Derecheretz to do that. Why is it not Derecheretz? The Gemara says, and Abed is the Brysa. So Tesis gives one answer. One gear says that it's not Hahu Tzduki, a different gear. Hahu Avit Kocham, Anochri. Avit Kocham, the din is Lo Malam Veloy Marid. You're not allowed to do grammar Tzichem. So this would be grammar Tzichem, to curse him, that Min Hashemayim, they should kill him. So maybe the gear said the correct gear said not Hahu Tzduki, maybe it's Hahu Avit Kocham. But even if you have the gear said Hahu Tzduki, Tyson suggests maybe it's a chiluk between b'deyodam and b'deyshamayim. Maridim v'loy malim, that's b'deyodam. Yeshkech v'achachamim lakadam in atayra. Even b'kum v'yaseh, even to do grammar tzicha. But over here, to ask the Rebbezim Shalmayla that they should do it, to curse him, that the Rebbezim Shalm should do it, that's l'avarachara. Because of the Pasuk, v'racham avakom asa. Okay. So that's an important Tyson's.
What does the Rebbe get angry at that time? When, when is it that he can tell When is the moment? When the sun is shining, they worship Avodazar. So and then so many people are worshiping Avodazar, so he gets angry. Nigmar has a discussion about the request of Moshe Rabbeinu. He wants to explain to him Hashem. What are the Darche Hashem that he doesn't understand? <coughs> so Nigmar suggests That's the kasha that all the prophets and every generation has. People are asking now, how can Hakadosh Baruch allow such a terrible? terrible thing to happen to the Jewish people. So many people were killed on Shemini Atzeres, and so many people are getting killed in the war, and the, in the, in the Hamas are such liars, and, and they convinced the whole world that, uh, that they're right. It's unbelievable. How can a Kodesh Baruch allow such a thing to happen? So that's a kasha. We're used to that kasha. No? Uh, during the Nazi era, they killed millions and millions of people. Under Stalin, also they killed millions of people. Yeah, the kasha is because of you put together all the Ikori Hamuna. We believe there's only one God. The Goyim, in order to answer that kasha, how can you have Tzadik Rabbah? So they say there are two gods. One God in the nighttime, one God in the daytime, one God in one country, one God in a different country. The God who gave the Torah to the Jewish people is a different God. We say there's only one God. And we believe that God knows everything that's happening. If it, it, if, if he created the world and he doesn't pay attention anymore, so there's no kasha, tzadik v'ala. No, we believe there's only one God. He has full control over the world. And he knows what's happening. And he's a good God. So now it's a good kasha. Now it's a strong kasha. So the Gemara in Chulin, uh, in Perikei Trefus, the Gemara says, this is what they call in the Gemara, in the Kabbalah literature, that's called Miu Talavana. That originally it says Hakadosh Baruch Hu created Shnei Hamoros Hagadolim, so Hamor Hagadolim Meshalus Hayom and Hamor Hakot Meshalus Halaylo. So they called Shnei Hamoros Hagadolim. Originally the moon was gigantic, and then all of a sudden the Rebbeinu Shalom punished the moon for no good reason. Tzarek Tzarek Veralo, the moon didn't do anything wrong. Why did Hakadosh Baruch Hu punish it? It became Hamor Hakotin. So the Gemara tells the truth of the story was we don't exactly understand what this means. The moon had a title to the Rebbeinu Shalom. That is not going to work like that. You can't have two, two luminaries that are both so the, so the moon was finagling. The moon wanted to finagle that the sun should be minimized. The sun should become smaller. So the Bani Shalom punished the moon. So the moon did, was jealous of the sun. So that's why the moon deserved to be punished because she wanted to kick out the sun from being a moragol. <coughs> but we, the rest of the world doesn't realize that. So that's what uh, the Gemara says. HaKadosh Baruch can't explain to us how come you have Tzadik Ra'al and Rosh And every month, uh, when you have the Moilet Halvana, so it's Rosh Chodesh, so you bring 11 Musafim. Every day you bring Thomas Shashach, Thomas Shabbat, Abayim. And then Rosh Chodesh you bring 11 Musafim, 10 Oilers, and the, and the 11th Korban is a chatos, 
and says, Achatas Lashem. So the Gemara says that a simple mashmos of the Pesach sounds like, God needs a kapara. Hobi wala kapara. Al shemiyatati yisairech. I can't explain to you. I can't explain to you that everything is really, call my David Rachmanu letav David. There really is no, no such thing as Sadiq Veralum. There's no Ra in the world. Everything is letav. So that's what a Kodesh Bochah says. Le'irani ho'adna machai. You can't understand the problem of evil. How come the Sadiq Veralum He says, Ve'isa sochera yofane le'iro. So some of the explain, Ve'isa sochera, after all of history, will be unfolded, unraveled. And you look back in retrospect, then we will realize that there never was any any evil. But as the history is developing, as things are happening, we can we can put all the pieces together. We live uh, how long does a person live? A hundred years, hundred ten years, hundred twenty years. So we don't see the whole development of history. We only see part of the history. So it looks as if there's a kasha tzarek rabbis. So Hakadosh Baruch says, I can't explain it to you. He claps al chet. I can't explain to you that everything is really the Torah. I'm so glad you used to say, when you say Kiddush Levona, you said there's so many problems in the world, there's so many people who are sick, and there's such terrible poverty and social problems, and people don't get along with each other. It's terrible, so many problems. So the Jews are dancing when they say Kiddush Levona. The only thing we're worried about is the Pekimah Salvana. Who cares about the moon? What does that mean? So many problems, really real problems in the world. What's the problem of Pekimah Salvana? So he said in Kabbalah language, that's what it says on the side of the Gemara. I think it's a Chulun Dav Samacham Abbas. So they printed in the margin a comment, Yesh Sod This It's a Pi Kabbalah. That's what Mir Talbana represents this problem of Tzarek Verala of Rosh Hashanah. So the Gemara says different opinions here. That the Rabbanu Shalom never gave the answer to Moshe Rabbeinu. Two of them he did answer. The third one about Tzarek Verala Rosh Hashanah he didn't answer. The Gemara suggested maybe there was one answer that uh, Tzarek Verala is a Tzarek Ben Rosh So the Gemara said, but that's not fair. Why should the Tzarek Ben Rosh suffer because his father's a Rosh when do you say when are the children punished because of the sins of their of their parents or their ancestors but if they're not they're not doing Averis then it can't, can't be such a thing as Tzadik Viralo so Gemara is not happy with that answer that Tzadik Viralo is a Tzadik Ben Rosha what does he deserve to be punished because of his parents Averis so that's uh, two days in the Gemara, whether the Rabbanshom did answer Moshe Rabbeinu or did not answer. Did he give an answer to this? The Pashta says, we don't know the answer. That's a kasha throughout all the generation. We see Tzadik Ve'alo, Rosh Kasha Tzadik Ve'alo. If there's only one God who created the whole world and gave the, gave the Torah, gave the moral, ethical, and religious principles, so how come there's a contradiction between, between the Torah and the way history unfolds, how come Sadiqim suffer and Rishoyim prosper? All the prophets ask that question. Yeah. <coughs> so the Gemara has a comment, So the Gemara has a tradition 
in the back of the head, you have the Kesher. He says, Sachayrei. The Rav Salavechik has in his Sefer HaChumish, why did the Rebbe Shalom have to show him the Kesher Shal Tvilin? Tell him you make a Kesher uh, that looks like a Dalit. So I think we must have spoken about it earlier. There was a Machlekes here. Eilat Tvilin Shabrosh, and the Taisis are above him, and Aleph, Eilat Tvilin Shabrosh, there was Machlekes, Rashi, and Taisis, whether the Tzuras Dalit is their eyes or the Rabbon. The Taisis' opinion is that Kesher Shal Rosh is their eyes, but the Tzuras Dalit, that's only the Rabbon. And Rashi holds, Rashi and the Rabbon seem to hold that it's Allah Hamash Messina, has to be the Tzuras Dalit. So what do you do with Taisis Kasha? The Gemara Bamam Adlikin, and the Avchav Ches on the days, the Taisis Baba Meralef, Eidat Tzumashab Rosh, Taisis quotes the Gemara Bamam Adlikin, Chav Ches on the days, the Ritzuas of the Tvilin cannot be made from or behemoth to meyo because of Allah Lamash Misinai. Lamantia Torah Sashem, what's Allah Lamash? Luhuksholam Allah Shamam Allah Behemoth Torah Belvan. So Marius, why do you need Allah Lamash Misinai? It's a drusha from a Pasuk. Allah Lamash Misinai means a din. It's only known through the Torah Shabbat pen. There's no way to read it in between the lines. Why not? They learned it in between the lines. Mantio Tarasasha Beficha. Menamuta Beficha. The cloth that you use to write a Torah Tvilin of Mezuzah has to be from a kosher animal. So the Gemara says, yeah, that's because Torah Hashem. Because you write the Torah, you write Psukim on the, on the cloth, on the, on the hide. But over here on the Ritsu is the Rana Oisius. So Torah says, why not? The Gemara says there, on Davchav Chesin, Bamim Adlikin, that the Bayeshal Rosh has a shin. And because it has a shin, that's how you know that it's also Dinakin Klaf. That's the same <coughs> din like the parchment that the Parsha is written on, that is learned up in the Pasuk, Taras Hashem Beficha, Menamuta Beficha. So just like the shin on the Bayeshal Rosh, we have two shins. So just like the shin has to be from our Torah based on the Pasuk, Taras Hashem Beficha, so the Ritzels also have a letter. The shin. The Tvuas Shal Rosh has a Dalit, and the Ritzuas Shal Yad has a, has a Yud. <coughs> so why did I need this? I could have learned it out from the Pasuk. So don't, don't you see from the Gemara that the Dalit and the Yud on the Shal Rosh and the Shal Yad are only Midirapon. The Natura, it's, it's not an Ois Dalit. That's what Avabala Salavetchik suggests. Salavetchik said the same answer also, that it's a Kesha Bitsuras Dalit and a Kesha Bitsuras Yud. The Shin on the Shalavosh has a din of a Shin. The Dalit is only a Kesha Bitsuras Dalit, and Yud is a Kesha Bitsuras Yud. It's not really so. So Avabala Salavetchik suggests maybe that's why Hera HaKodesh Bokhala Moshe Vereisa Sachorai. He showed him what, the, what it looks like. What do you have to show him? Say. Make it with a dollar yud. The answer is it's not correct. It's not a dollar yud. It's a kesha b'tzuras dollar. Kesha b'tzuras yud. So that's why he needed a separate halach l'mashim b'sina. So that was the machlekes Rashi and Tosis. Whether uh, whether the kesha, that's, uh, the fact that you have to have a kesha on the tefillin shayat tefillin sharosh, that for sure is halach l'mashim b'sina. But the tzuras dollar tzuras yud. Tosis holds only with the rabban and Rashi and the rabban hold that it's minanter. <coughs> So Adabala Salavechik has in his safe on the Rambam 
he tries to explain the other instances where the Gemara, it's a Gemara Menachas. The Gemara says there were certain things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed Moshe Rabbeinu. He showed him which Shiratzim HaKosha, which Atreif. Why do you have to show him? Just tell him, describe. How do you know? And the animals, he just said, whatever has Malagir Mafas Parsa. He didn't have to show him what it looks like. Malagir Mafas Parsa. And the fish, if you have a fish that has Napivikaskesis, it's kosher. So what do you have to show him on the Shiratzim what it looks like? Apparently it's a din of what it looks like. So he explains that it's not a din what it really is, it's a din what it looks like. So the same over here by the uh, by the Tefillin, it's a din what it looks like. It isn't really a yud, it isn't really a talent. And he explains other things also. Every time it says in the Gemara, the Medrash, the Akash demonstrated something to Moshe Abenu, it's a din of what it looks like. So he has about Achadish Hazelachem. Hazem means something that you can show. You show it to the people. Shows him the moon. What do you have to show him the moon? Tell him after the moment when you'll be able to see the moon. So Abdullah has a whole explanation why you had to show him because it's a din of what, what it looks like. It's not a din what it really is. Okay. Then more has later whenever the Navi is told something and the Bula Taiva. <coughs> Even if it's Allah tonight, HaKadosh Baruch is going to fulfill that Nevoah. Nevoah Leroh, you see, from Yoyna. Yoyna was told to deliver a message uh, to the non-Jews who lived in the city that the 40 days Nineveh is going to be destroyed. But then the people did Shuvah. That's why he didn't want to go. Yoyna didn't want to give the Nevoah because he knew the Rabban Shalom is a he's going to forgive them. If they're going to do tshuva, he's going to forgive them. So you see, in the world, the Ra's is understood that it's Allah Tanai. If they don't do tshuva, they do tshuva, it, won't, it will not become the Kuyim. So how can you ever punish a Novi HaSheker? Novi predicts that something is going to happen, and it doesn't happen. So you see, he's a Novi HaSheker. That's what it says in the Chumash. Why is it not Sheker? Maybe it was understood that it was all up tonight. The time is not fulfilled. So the answer is, if it's in the Vuel then it's understood that it's all up tonight. The Vuel Ha-Tayvah, I feel all tonight, Loch Hazabai. The Baal Shalom is not going to back out. The Gemara gives the example, you know, when the Jewish people sinned with the Chet Egel, so HaKadosh Baruch wanted to destroy them. He's going to make Moshe Abdenu Klal Yisrael. Then after God the boy Moshe Rachme Alo the Milsa Moshe Abdenu prayed to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, he should forgive the Chet Ego, who bit law, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu canceled the killing of the Jewish people. But the Chelak of the Nevuah that was Letoyvo, that's what's called the I'll make you into Shishimim, but that was fulfilled. Even though the other half of the Nevoah was the Nevoah Leroy to wipe out the Jewish people. Half of the Nevoah was Alatai, but the half that was Letaiva, that was, uh, even though it was Alatai, that was fulfilled. Because his descendants had more than Shishimim. Yeah. The Ingmar says on Ahmed base for so many generations. There were ten generations for Autumn, Arish until Noach, ten generations for Noach till Avram Avinu. So all those twenty generations, the Yom Shabbat Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Hoyu Autumn Shakra, the Kodesh Baruch Hu Adon, and Shabbat Avram Kodesh Baruch Hu Adon Shemer, 
Alav Dalan Nun Yud Adam. What does Adam mean? That you're paying attention to what's happen, happening. The Rebbe is the Balabas. He knows what's happening and he created the world and therefore he has the ability to intervene. So that, that was the Chiddush of, uh, of uh, Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu discovered on his own that that is the case. <clears throat> we believe HaKadosh Baruch knows everything that's happening. And we have the Kasha. How come you have Tzadik Rale? Rosh Okay. Then the Gemara says, "Miyam shabar kodesh bochus." I love the high yadim shahoyda la kodesh bochus. Shabas leya the high dosa leya thanks la kodesh bochus. Apamayda is Hashem, and she had her fourth child. She named him Yehuda because she wants to thank la kodesh bochus. Why is she thanking now by the fourth child? Why not by the first child? So Rashi explains because leya nu berach hakodesh. The top line of Rashi on Zayinam and Beis. Leia understood Yaakov is going to have 12 children, 12 boys, and he had four wives. So if you divide 12 by 4, each one should have three children. And she had a fourth child, so she got more than her share. So that's we say, She's going to thank HaKadosh Bochu. She had four children, more than her share. So that's, uh, we have to always have to thank HaKadosh Bochu for everything that he gives us. That Nehemiah says that Shmo Gorim, when you give a name for a baby, when the baby is born, you give a name. A lot of times this name that you give will affect uh, his future. So Nehemiah says, Ruvain is Ru Ma Bein Bani the Ben Chomi. And Ruz, Meravala Kadosh Bocha, Bashiris, Visish Bocha is. The Gemara says, based on the Pasuk, the Pasuk can tell him that Shmogar. Somehow we assume that when people have a baby and they give a name, the name, the choosing of the name is a bit of Ruach HaKadosh, and we assume that it'll affect the future uh, of the child. <coughs> the Gemara says, Kosha Tarbis Rabbitach Pesach Shalom Yosem and Machemiz Gogamogaik. When there's f- friction in the family, that's worse than the, all the international wars. Gagimogoyk <coughs> says in Tanakh that Lossi Lava before Mashiach will come, there'll be a terrible Machamas Gogimogoyk. It's supposed to begin, the Machamas is supposed to begin in the month of Tishrei. We have the meaning that on Shabbos Chalamoyt Sukkis, we read the Haftar of Gogimogoyk. And in the tour, it says the reason why is because uh, the Midrashim re- record. Uh, tradition that Mochemiz Gagamog is going to take place, going to begin in the Chodesh Tishrei. Maybe that's this Mochemah, maybe that'll be the last of all Mochemahs. And it says that the uh, all the nations will come to Yerushalayim and many women will be raped and people will be killed, so the enemy or the Jewish people won't be able to say, we were just kidding. We didn't mean it. <coughs> then uh, then uh, there'll be a big uh, victory over the Jewish people over this nation, and then uh, that'll be uh, then there'll be binyan besamigd hashuas hashchina. So the Gemara quotes psukim that seem to indicate that when David Amelach had Absalom was rebelling against his father, he wanted to be appointed as king. He, while the father was still alive, he was declaring himself as the king. So uh, <clears throat> the psukim write about uh, that 
about that rebellion against David's Malchus, the description, the worst than description by Gorgamogim. Morris says you have to give Tochacha to Rishoyim. <coughs> so you shouldn't bop them over the head and their personal and Yonim. You should bop them over the head and Mili Dishmayev. They're doing Averis. They're not fulfilling what they're doing Averis. You give Tochacha. And there are Psukim and Tanakh that seem to imply Altis Chabamreim, Altikarabasiyavlo. Don't give it, don't start up with the Rishoyim. So the Gemara says that's not right. That's not the interpretation of those Psukim. In Tehillim, Mishaliba not for Omekain. Whoever's a Balavera, and he's and he's he's nervous because he himself is a Balavera, so he he will interpret the pesukim like that. But it's not correct. Altischa b'mereim means don't imitate, don't compete with the mereim to do. Leos kimereim, don't do averes. You see that they're getting away with it, so you shouldn't. Follow in their footsteps to do out there is also think you're going to get away with it. They're not going to get away with it either. <coughs> you should always give to Then the Gemara says, boy say, maybe hover hover mila dishmaya, but the Shor Masachek is low. You see that the Russia is uh, is getting away with everything in a big way. So don't start up with them. And Hashemayim was exera that uh, they want the Russia to be uh, successful in this instance. Then the Gemara speaks about the significance of Kaveh Mokum. We have the Girsa Litvi Losa, but that we had already, that's he learned from Avram Avinu. Kaveh Mokum Litvi Losa. Look here, Avram, yes, this is the Girsis. Kaveh Mokum Litvi Losa. More correct is you should always learn in the same location. You shouldn't move around every day, learn somewhere else. Learn in the same place. It should be Kaveh Mokum Litvi Losa and Kaveh Mokum Litvi Losa as well. The Nimor has a different Nusach in the Pasuk and Shmuel base. We don't have it. It says on the side, B'tzvam Shebyadeinu Ksiv Liv Aloso. The Nimor had a Girsa that we don't have, Lich Aloso. We don't have, we have uh, every so often. The Gemara seems to present different versions of the way Psukim are written in Tarach that are not, don't correspond to the way we have it. So that's a shadow when you're writing uh, a Sefer Torah, you're writing Nevi'im. You're supposed to write the Nusach that appears in the Gemara, the Nusach that, uh, that the Balaha Kabbalah had. Those are the, the Tanakh experts. So that's an issue. That's a serious issue. Which one should you, which one should you write? The author of the Kitzu Shulchanach wrote a whole Sefer for Sofrim, Kesus HaSofer. And uh, he uh, had a haskama on the first edition from the Chassam Sofer. And the Chassam Sofer, I think, wrote that he read the whole Sefer and he agreed. And then when he printed the second edition, he changed he changed a couple of things. This is one of the things that he changed. When you have a steer between what it says in the Gemara, the text in Tanakh is, and what we have in our Tanakhs, do you follow what it says in the Gemara? Or do you follow what it says in the Sifri HaTanakh? And the, when he printed the second edition of the Kesar Sasefer, Hasam Sefer had passed away already. And he still printed the Haskama that he gave to the first edition. And he backed that, he, he changed the Psak on this. 
So that's uh, very questionable. What's Taka did? What are you supposed to do? It's a big issue. Denning Mar has a famous comment. Godel Shemusha Shal Torah Yersem Ilimuda. It's not enough to learn from a Tamachachim. You should try to hang around the Tamachachim and see the way he observes mitzvahs. How does he daven? How does he say Kiddush? How does he eat Suda Shabbos and so on? So the Gemara learns it out from the Pasuk. Poelisha ben Shoshi Yotzak Mama Delio. Then Sashalomat Eitzalali. He learned also Delio, but Yotzak Mime. It was Mishamishim. So that's apparently a higher uh, description of his praise. Shatzak Mime Lamshik, the Golshim Bushi Yosemili Muta. Then the Gemara says, one of the Amaroim didn't feel well. He wasn't able to come to Shul to Davin Basara. The Gemara says, there's a matter to Davin Mitzibur, there's a matter to Davin at Besaknesses. If you Davin in Shul with a Tzibur, that's a double Mila. There's a Yerushalmi that says, Besaknesses. Stand a better chance of having a prayer accepted if you Davin in Shul. And then the Gemara learns out from Sultan, it's better to Davin. Uh, <coughs> so Ram Nachman didn't feel well. He doesn't feel well. He's not. It's too difficult for him to come to shul. So they asked him, "Why don't you gather together at Minyan?" He said, "He doesn't want to be matriach." Then they said, "Why don't you ask someone to let you know?" What time they're davening? We have clocks, so we know what time they're davening in Shul. The minion starts at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, according to 8, whatever. Everybody knows what time. They said, they didn't have any clocks. So they said, yes, Rav Nachman, why don't you get someone to come from the Shul and tell you that they just started Bar Shama now, and you should daven slowly. You'll be able to daven Shemanesri at the same time. Even though you don't have a minion where you are, and you're not davening in the Shul, but if you dab that's better. So he says, how do you know? So they quoted the Pasuk. When is it? That's a Milo also. Let's say I didn't dab in Mincha in the Yeshiva, and I know that in Chicago there's a minion uh, now. That's called Mishon Shatzibah Mispalim. Probably means in my city. Bishosh Hatsiba, in Tzibar, in my city, down the block. Not, I don't know. In, in another city, I don't think so. I don't think so. Let's say it's uh, the middle of the night. I didn't have Marv yet. It's 2 o'clock at night. And in uh, California, it's only uh, 11 o'clock at night. And 11 o'clock, there's always a minion in some base of Madison, California. So that's called Bishosh Hatsiba, Miss Probably not, probably. Tzibar in your city. Tzibar in your city is mispalavim. There was a debate to have in the history books. There was printed a debate that Rabbi Behuda was opposed to the movement of Hasidus. He was a relative by marriage of the Balshemtev, and for a period of time they lived in the same little village until Rabbi Behuda became the rabbi in the big city in Prague. So then he moved. But for years he was uh, in the same village as the Balshemtev. And he was opposed to the Chassidish movement. So he once had a debate, and they record what each one said. So the uh, so the Chassid, I don't know if they say who the Chassid was. They said the Mestagid was the Nadi Yudah. Chassid, I don't think they identify who it was. 
So the Chosek quoted a passage of the Talmud Yerushalmi, when Sadikim and the Chsidish Rebbe Davins, even if he davens at a Kakaid hour, he davens at the Zos, Man Kriyash, Man Sof, Man everything is Kakaid, Bishoshat Sadikim is Palalim. We have Bishoshat Sibum is Palalim in the Bavli. And this Chosid claimed that there's a Rishami that says Bishoshat Sadikim is Palalim. Bishoshat Sadikim is Palalim. We daven with Sadikim. Everything is Lamaila Melazman. So the Nodi Huda said that there ain't no such Yerush Alni. Strike it out. It doesn't exist. <coughs> then the Gemara quotes the Psukim that the war correct is always the Dab Mitzibur. <coughs> then the Gemara has on the first wide line on Chesam and Aleph. There's a shul in my in my city. It doesn't fit in with my schedule that I should dab mitzvah. So I'm always going to dab b'yichidus. So Nick Nick Rishochin Ra, he's a bad neighbor. There's such an expression in Yirmiyah. There's such a thing as a good neighbor and a bad neighbor. A bad neighbor means a neighbor that becomes in. He lives in the neighborhood when there's a shul. That becomes in to daven in the shul. So Rabbi Shalom is upset about that. Shchenai haroyim. Then they have the next agarit. It's the famous agarit on the fifth wide line, on the fourth wide line. On Chesam and Aleph. Omelayda Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon lived in Eretz Yisrael all the time. He kastavli bivol. He never visited. But we said there are Jews who live in Bavel. They live to a ripe old age. So he was surprised. How can it be? It says in Kriyashma, That's only in Eretz. Chutzlo is not going to work. But then came in the army when they quote, he was wondering out loud, how can it be? But then they told him, told that the Jews in Bavalav the people who live to a ripe old age, they wake up early in the morning to daven shachris in the minyan. Late at night when it's choshech, they go to shul to daven my riv. So he said, "Oh, now I understand why there's an arichusim." Why? Because Rabbi Shmuel Levi, who lived uh, older than Rabbi Yechon, apparently told his children, "Kadimu v'chashichu, wake up early and go to shul." And go to shul late at night. Why the beknish? Make sure you dab in the shul. Kehechad torcha have an arichas yamin. Yeah. Why is that? Why does it help? So there's a famous comment that the Marsha has the chedusha agora that there is a, a gemara megillah. I see them, but you're going to see it's about the madrashas and the bavel. In the future, all the all the buildings, all the shuls, and all the yeshivas and chutzlords will be moved to Eretz Yisrael. So. <coughs> Rabbi Yechonah says, the Pasuk says in Kriyashma, this is Gulafarichas Yamim, if you live in Eretz Yisrael. So the Shul, since the Batik and the Sirsh and the Bavel are going to be moved to Eretz Yisrael, so we treat them already now as if they're part of Eretz Yisrael. Just like in international law, there's such a, a concept that the embassy. The Israeli embassy in America is considered as if it's an Eretz Israel. The American embassy in Israel is considered as if it's in America. The embassy has is subject to the laws of the country 
that it's representing. It's not subject to the laws of that country. There was a character who taught in Weizmann Institute in uh, in Rehovot. <coughs> so he he wanted to help out all the women who are gunas. There were women who are married whose husbands didn't want to give them a get since before Hakama Samadina. So they were sitting in prison for years and years. And this guy uh, discovered a, uh, um, a Rajbor in uh, Kiddushin that's quoted in the Shulchan Aruch, that when you have a schuz gomer, whatever you do is open the Adam Shlebefanu. Let's say, I want to give a gift to someone who's not here, so I give you the gift, you pick it up and you want to be kind on behalf of the other person. So when the person finds out about it, so the Gemara says, if it's Tzavach Metchila, if he's, his instinctive reaction right away is he doesn't want the gift. So he breaks up the Kenyan and it's not Chal. We thought that was Chal. When I gave you the gift to Plani, we thought it was Chal. When he finds out about it, he says, I don't want it, so he breaks up. You don't say Zochin, so the Rajpo has a suggestion. If he wouldn't be afraid to argue with the Rif and the Rambam, the major Mishayim, he would have disagreed. So the Shulchan quotes it in Yeridea. There's a section, Hilchos Abodim, the third section. If you're Meshachar, he's talking about if you're Meshachar and Abed Kanaini. That's a Machlech Yisatanaim and the Mishnah in the end of the first parak in Gidden. If a man wants to give his wife a get and she's not here, he gives a get to someone else to be Zechah for the wife. So that's a Chayva. That's not a schus. Unless you know that the woman was uh, picketing by the husband for the last couple of years, she's dying to get a get already. Okay, so if you know that she wants it, then it is a schus. But if you don't know one way or the other, so the Mishnah says a get for the Isha, we usually assume is a choyva. What about Shekha Erek So that's Machlan Zerameyana Chachamim. We pass like the Chachamim, that's schus or levit. She hates a mitachas, yad rabba lecheris. It's a schus if you don't know one way or the other. But what if you, someone was there to get shikhar on behalf of someone else's Abiknai? And then they tell the Abiknai, he says, I don't want to go free. So the Rif and the Ramam say that that breaks up the Zoch. And the Rajbos suggests maybe it's a schus gomer. So I to understand how can it be a schus gomer? Rameh holds that it's not a schus. Rameh disagrees. We don't pass like Rameh, but it's Atkadei Kafta. We don't pass like him that it's called a schus gomer. Doesn't have a shred of chayva to it. <laughs> so why does Rameh hold that it's a chayva? But that's what the Rajbah says. If he cases a schus gomer, so then maybe the fellow has no right to be moichah. <coughs> so this uh, crackpot who lived, he was uh, he, he wasn't a tamachachman. He was a character. He taught in Weizmann. It uh, didn't teach Torah. He taught some secular study. So uh, <coughs> so he would be masadigitin without the uh, approval of the husband. He wrote again and he gave it to the woman and he said, he was doing a schus for the husband. It's a schuz gomer, because if the husband doesn't give his wife a get, he's going to burn again, because he made his wife an aguna all those years. So, uh, in Eretz Yisrael, if you do sidra get, not through the rabbanut, so they'll put you in prison. So this guy was a wise guy. He always did the sidra get in the American embassy, in Yerushalayim, so it's not subject to Israeli law, subject to American law. American law, you can do a get wherever you want, separation of church and state. In Eretz Yisrael, all the other issues have to go through the Rabbanun. So he was careful to do the Gitten in the uh, in the American embassy. People asked Dr. Lamb, they were pressuring Dr. Lamb, he should revoke the fellow Smicha, this guy. So Dr. Lamb checked the records, we never gave him Smicha. So the fellow claimed that he had Smicha from Agudas Israel in America. 
There's not a good Israel of America. There ain't no such thing as a good Israel in America. That's he made up his own name of Yeshiva. Rabbi Perlo at that time was uh, was the head of the Aguda. So he said they're not going to fight with him. Everybody knows Aguda Israel in America doesn't exist, and it has nothing to do with Aguda Israel of America. <coughs> Anyway, that's what the Marsha has like that. And since all the Batim going to see the Batim Midrasha Shabbat or Asidim, the Heyakir are all going to move to Eretz Yisrael, whatever that means, we're not sure. So it's considered, those who go to Shul all the time, it's considered as if they're in Eretz Yisrael. Then the Gemara has a Pasuk in Mishlei, Ashrei Adam Shemeli. It's the praises of a person. He listens to Rabban Shlomo's recommendations. Lishkod al They come, open up the doors every day. They come to shul every day. They open door. They're going to have an arichas yomim. If they come to the dal soisai, they come. So the Gemara learns from that. The other mikod asadim shnei psachim the beis haknesses. So many shoes they have, when you walk in from the street, you have a vestibule, and then you go into the next, you open the next door, so the next door is to the shul. You don't open up the door to the street, and right away you fall into the shul. There's Shnei Pesachim one before the others. And Mara said, that's not what it means. That is not what it means. The meaning is that you make a vestibule. So you have literally Shnei Pesachim. Mara said, Shnei Pesachim, that's not necessarily. No, you can have the shul can be directly. When you open the door from the street, you're right into the shul already. But you shouldn't daven in the last row. It looks as if you want to daven, then you want to run out. Walk deeper in. Absolutely, used to say that's why it's a chashivas to the people who sit in Mizrach. Why is it so important? Not because it's close to the Yarn Kodesh. That's not why, because that's the furthest you can walk in. If you just walk in the back row, so it looks like you're, you're there to die, you're going to run out. But if you go all the way as far as you can go, that was a Rashi we had before. Rashi quotes a Tosefta Megillah. Here, on Davovam and Beis. The second line from the top, Hachitani B'tasept in the Megillah, that just like in the Mishkan, the opening, the entrance, is B'chumin Keneged, the Heichel, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, so too in the Shul, wherever you build the Shul, our Kodesh should be in the direction of Eretz Yisrael. If you live in Russia, it should be, our Kodesh should be in the south. If you live in New York, our Kodesh should be in the, in the uh, east. You live in China, the Arankadah should be in the West. You always should face Eretz Yisrael. And the entrance to the shul should be facing the Arankadah. Downstairs, uh, they couldn't do it. Downstairs, they couldn't do it because uh, the entrance is, has, to, has to be in the front. They couldn't make it in the back. They have no choice. But more correct is that when you build, if it's within reason, whenever it's reasonably possible, supposed to have the entrance should be Entrance to the shul should be mechubin kenegad the hechal kenegad the yon kodesh. So when a person enters the shul, goes all the way to the mizrach. The mizrach has the chashivas because you've entered as far as you can possibly go. So that's the gemara shnei psachim. 
Many take it literally, you have a vestibule, then you have another door going from the vestibule into the shul. Mara said, you don't have to have that. You should go sheer shnepsoch. You should go a little further in. You shouldn't just sit in the back row. That shows as if you're not really interested in hanging around too long in the shul. There's a Sefer Yesh Nechlin that's written by, I think, the brother of the Shalom. Maybe the father of the Shalom. Maybe the father of the Shalom. So he writes in his book, there are some people who leave over a Yerusha for their children. Yesh Nechlin, some people leave over Yerusha. I'm a poor man, I can't leave over any Yerusha. So I'm going to leave over Midas Chasidus. I'm going to write a whole Sefer, Midas Chasidus, and I hope my children will follow in uh, observing all of these Midas Chasidus. On the bottom of the page you have Hagos Yesh Nechlin. I think the Agos were by the brother of the Shalom. Yishnochlin was by the father of the Shalom. And the Agos on the bottom of the page. The Mogan Avram quotes very often, he quotes the Shalom. And often he quotes the Yudnun, the Yishnochlin. And often he quotes Agos Yishnochlin. <coughs> Every so often. So he says, Ataych, it, it's not what it says in the Gemara, Averpu. That it says, Vasach Tiftachas Yotcha, about giving Tzdokah. So he says, he only became a sort of Shnei Pesach and Beis HaKnes, it means you give Tzedakah before you daven. Because the Pesach says, Pesach Tiftach HaSiyodecho, those are the two Pesach men talking about. What do you have to give a, a Taich over here? That's a different Gemara. You should give Tzedakah before you daven. What do you have to interpret that this, this Gemara says a different thing. You shouldn't sit in the back row. You should further, you should move further in. <laughs> then he walks across the Pesach and tell him that a Chosrit should daven, you should always daven for everything in life. When you're single and you want to get married, you should daven to the Muslim, you should marry the right girl, you shouldn't fall in. Then when your wife is pregnant, you should daven that it should be a healthy pregnancy, it should be a healthy delivery, it should be a healthy baby. You have to daven for everything. Then when you're old, you have to pray to Baruch Hu. The Mosheh says, <coughs> What is Le'es Mitzvah? The Mosheh says, Sometimes, you should pray to HaKadosh Baruch that you should die in peace. You shouldn't have, uh, you shouldn't be sick and you shouldn't lose your seichel. Everything, you should die in, in a pleasant way. And then the Gemara says, Leismet Sozu Kvura, that the Kvura should be, you have to dump everything, from A to Z. You always have to dump. The Pesach says in Parshish Bereshish, Kol Siach HaSodetar Niyabaretz, V'chaleisu HaSodetar Yitzmach, that the bushes were not growing, because HaKadosh Baruch didn't bring any rain, and without any rain, there's not going to be any vegetation. Why didn't he bring any rain? Because he didn't create other Mauritian who's going to daven for the rain. The Bershom wants human beings to daven for the rain. So he didn't, that's why Rashi quotes an interpretation of Pasuk, beginning of Parash Meishon. Chalsiach HaSoda, what Siach means, the Medrash understands it. It doesn't mean bushes, Sichin, it means, Siach means Daven. Kiloim Tarashem, or the mind, Labaydus Adoma, or the Mauritian wasn't created yet to be Mispal, Labaydus Abelev, to pray for the rain. So the Mar says, you got to pray for everything. You have to pray for everything. For Parnassah, for Shiduchim, for children, everyone should be healthy. And even to pray that you should die in peace and that you should, you, you, your burial should be peaceful. The burial should be peaceful. 
Haina Dami Inchi, that's the vertical that people say, the boy Yiddish Rachme, everyone should pray, Afilwanzi Bulabasrai Sushlama. You have to pray, everything should be peaceful, even the last bit of dirt that you throw with the shovel to fill in the grave, everything should be peaceful. You have to dove everything. Then the Gemara says, also you have to pray, in the days of the Gemara, they didn't have a bathroom in every building. So they had to go to an outhouse, whatever. So the Gemara says, and there it's all they said, Amri bin Marava. And there it's so they said, Zutra Adifa Mikulu. And so many different interpretations. Also, it's Baal Kachasu and Leis Mitzo. Leis Mitzo, Zuisha Matzisha Matzataif. And Mitzo goes on learning Torah. You should daven, you should be successful in learning. And the Gemara says, it goes on death, you should die in peace, and you should be buried in peace, everything. But the Gemara says, and there it's only said that the last interpretation of Azutra, that was better than all the other interpretations put together. That you should have that, you should have a Besakise near, near you. For good health, you have to be healthy. Then the Gemara quotes the Pasuk from Tehillim. Oyev Hashem Shari Tzimik Kol Mishkanos Yag Loyev Hashem Shom Hamtziyon Ba'alocha Shari Tzion Shari Tzion Tzion doesn't mean Yerushalayim in this Pasuk an additional level of interpretation. Shari Tzimik Shom Hamtziyon Ba'alocha The Rebbe Shalom appreciates the Yeshivas for the learning Halocha Lamaisa. Yom Shulchar Beis Amin Shem Lola Kodesh Boch Ba'alom Al-Arba Amashal Halocha Bilvan When a person goes to the Beis Amin she is in a state of Lefnei Hashem, the Shekhinah is there. But when you have no Beis HaMikdash, how can a person uh, enter into the state of Lefnei Hashem? Mercy when you learn Torah. Because Eim LaKadosh Baruch HaDal HaRam HaShel HaLoch HaDere. Ben Shalom will be there. That's the Gemara in the end of Tomit. When a person learns, the Shekhinah is Kinegdo. He's in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch The best place to daven is in the Beis Hamikdash. Ki Beis Beis Tzvili Yikarei L'Chol Ham. Best place to daven Beis Hamikdash. If you don't have a Beis Hamikdash, you daven in the Beis Haknesses. We assume the Shechina will be there in the Beis Haknesses. So the Gemara says, Rabbami Rabbasi, the second wide line. Avagav daven in place of Exhibition in Tveria. There were thirteen shuls in Tveria. They used to daven Beni Amud Hech Davagarsi. So the two opinions in the Rabbani Yonah here, where they mean they daven Beichidus. They, they chose to daven in the same location where they were learning, because wherever you learn, there will be the Shechina, will be Kenegdo. So you want to daven where the Shechina is. So they didn't, they thought they don't have to go to Shul. They daven where the Shechina is there. They can daven where they were learning. So that's two days. Is that even if you, means you're going to daven Bechidus? Uh, no, it means a smaller minion. If you daven in the Shul, it's going to be a bigger minion, 150 people. You daven uh, where you learn, there'll be a small minion there. So that's a Shaila Aloch Lamaisa. Then the Gemara says, <coughs> a person, a religious person who makes a Parnassah, he works for a living, you shouldn't make fun of him. In Tanakh, in the Pesukim and Tilim, they describe one who's then in Yigea Kapech, Yisroch Ashrech V'Tayvloch, but by the Rishonim, just says, 
There's nothing wrong if you if you're not cut out for going into chinuch rabbanus. You can't learn all the time, so you learn whenever you have free time and you work. And there's nothing wrong if I can't. Nothing wrong with working for a living. The Morris says it's always a good idea. You should live near your Rebbe. The Rebbe will be able to give you Musa. <coughs> uh, there's a price and it says it's not a smart idea. Al Yoda, you shouldn't live near the Rebbe. Is he going to listen to the Rebbe if the Rebbe is going to give Musa? He's not going to listen. Not going to listen? So it's better that he shouldn't live near the Rebbe. The Rebbe is going to give him Musa and he's not going to listen. That's worse than if he lives somewhere else, not near the Rebbe. There's no one giving him Musa. So if he thinks he's going to listen to the Rebbe, should always live in the same neighborhood where the Rebbe lives. And maybe he should give Musa. That's a good idea. Standing Mara says, Those who leave HaKadosh Baruch Hu should drop dead. What is that referring to? What do you mean? <coughs> when they're late in Kriyas HaTorah, or they have Chazor HaShatz, you need a minion. Whenever you have a minion, we assume, Kol Be'asor HaShchit Tashariya. If you have ten people there, we assume there's going to be a Hashuas HaShchita. So if you're going to leave, Oiz V'Hashem Yechlu, the you shouldn't leave in the middle of Kriya Satur. You should leave in the middle of Chazor Sashat. That's not right. Then Igmar says, what about Ben Gavra Le Gavra? Is that permissible? If they're not late, the safe door is closed. It's not open. So you are allowed to leave. But Rabbi what about Ben Psuka Le Psuka Mahu? Take what do you mean by psukah and psukah to have a maturgaman? So they're not reading from the Sefer Torah, but the maturgaman is saying over the targumunculus or whatever Arabic targumun. Some communities used to say the targum of Rabbi or Rab <coughs> which was in Arabic. So That's a shot if you're allowed to leave then. Then the Gemara says, first they say you're not allowed to leave, then it says you have to pay attention. To the Chazara Sashats and pay attention to the Kriya Satura. Rabshesh Mahadrapi Bigoris. Rabshesh is returning his back to the Sefer Torah, and he would learn during Kriya Satura. Not only Ben Gabla Gabra, Ben Psukhla Psukhla, the middle of Kriya Satura. He said, Anamididan, Vinabiditu. They should pay attention to the Kriya Satura, and I'm going to learn Mishnayas Balpeh. So, what kind of business is this? So that's what Taisvis has this top Taisvis, the Astakasha. There's a Gemara and Saita Daf Lamentes. It says in the end of the Tesis, I Tesis Saita Daf Lamentes. Usually in a normal Gemara, they would have written on the first line, Saita Daf Lamentes Visham. Visham means that there's a Tesis there that discusses the same topic. Whenever it says like that in Tesis, they give you a Mara Mokham and it says Visham. Visham means that on that Daf there's an important Tesis. So the Tosh there raises the same issue as here, and they give an added answer. So the yes, it says over there, the Pasuk says in Nechemia, that uh, when Ezra Nechemia moved all the Yisrael back from Golda's bubble to Eretz Yisrael, they completed the building of the Beis HaMikdosh, and they lay in Kriyas HaTorah, so it says, Uke Pischai, Omdu Kol HaYom. Omdu Kol HaOm. 
And Nehemiah says, when they opened up the Sefer Torah, everybody stood. Saludin, you have to stand when you're laying Kriyas HaTorah. Yomar says, Eir Amir Ela Shtikla. In that context, in that Pasuk, it doesn't mean to stand. You're not Mokhayif to stand. You have to be quiet. Kimish and Iftach Sefer Torah, also the Tzapir, Afilu B'Divrei Torah. That's what Tosis learned. Kimish and Iftach Sefer Torah, also the Tzapir, Afilu B'Divrei Torah. You're not allowed to talk on learning. So how can Rav Sheshis recite Mishnayis, Rav Sheshis, Mahadur Api Vigoris, he turned his back to the Sefer Torah, and he would recite Mishnayis Balpeh. What kind of business is that? It's against the Gemara in Saita, and the Gemara in Saita said it based on the Pasuk in Echemia. Ukepischai Om the Kolom. That's the second line in the top verse. Ukepischai Om the Kolom. Maram Gutenberg had the practice that he used to stand during Kriyas Torah. <coughs> Sarah Moshe Feinstein points out in his Chumas. They quote this from the Marburg, but it doesn't say he encouraged all the Balabatim in the shul. They should all stand. He was the only one who stood. The others didn't stand. It's a Midas Hasidus. Absolvechik said, as a little child, he used to sit next to his father in shul. And his father would always stand and he would sit. He says, if his father would have thought that it's a real din, he would have smacked him so much, he would never forget it. So he says, the fact that his father never screamed at him, Rather than his maktam, is a right that he held it on the Amidus Chasidus. That's the same as what Moshe Feinstein says. Because it says that Mara Wittenberg stood. He didn't tell all the people in the Shul they have to stand. It's only Amidus Chasidus. That's what I think Rabbi Moshe has. Let's say the rabbi of the Shul is sitting. That's not right. I'm a guest, dominating in the Shul. I'm going to stand. The word asks where the rabbi is sitting. Unless the rabbi is 95 years old. <laughs> when he's the dominant Broyers. So Rabbi Breuer died at the age of 98. So he came, when he was young, he did stand. Rabbi Schwab had trouble in his old age. He couldn't stand either. But when he was younger, healthier, he did stand. If, he, if the Rabbi Mardas who sits in old age, so then you're allowed to stand. That's not an insult to the Rabbi. But if the Rabbi is young and healthy and he doesn't stand, that's not right. If the Rabbi is not standing, the guests should not stand either. Because it's only a chumr, amidus chasidus. It's not proper to show chumrs, amidus chasidus the presence of, uh, of the Mordaas. So if this the is... If the rabbi is standing, should someone stand up then? That what? If the rabbi is standing, should someone, should a visitor stand up if most of the congregation is standing? If the rabbi is standing, the other people do not have to stand. What if but, most of the people are standing? Or all the people? Probably should stand. That's the minigamachim, that they have this minus chasidus, yeah. Yeah. In yeshivas, usually people stand for Kriyas HaTorah like the Maharam Rutenberg did. Absolvation got there of Rosh Hashanah every year. He wouldn't say Shimon HaRabbi said, He wouldn't say the text of HaTorah Sadorm. He would just say in English, He has a minik toif to stand for Chazor Sashat and for Kriyas HaTorah, and he doesn't have charata on the minik toif. He just has charata that he should have said, Beli Nader. <coughs> and as he gets older, it's more difficult to stand. So he asks for Hatoris Nadarim. He plans to stand, but he asks for Hatoris not just in case it'll be too difficult. So every year he used to do that, and every year he would stand that anyway, until he was very old. He said that uh, once he put together a Besno three Balabatim to be Matanet of him, the meaning of standing. So the Balabasim was a European. So he said, oh, that's what it's all about. 
He thought it has to do with bad dreams. Because in the Siddha Shemana Rabbaisa, the Arbumchem is on the page next to Hatavas Chaloy, if you have a bad dream. So, well, the boss never knew what the words meant, Shemana Rabbaisa. He was a mutalachmata, he didn't know what he was talking about. He always participated every year in Hatavas he didn't know what it was. So, he said, it's a good thing, Rabbi Salvechi, he said it in English. But, meaning, Taif, meaning, Taif is binding me, Tam Nader, but they're about to stand. People are not in the dorm, they don't even know what they're talking about. Anyway, so this is Tosin's Kasha. How can it be? There are Sheshes. What happened to the Din? So the Tosin's there in Saita Daflam and Tosin gives the first answer is shiny. If he turns his back around, then it's different. Then it's Mutter. Why is it different? So the Vedic understood that what it means is you're only Yotze Kriya if you're facing, if you're facing the Sefer Torah. You're Mitztaref to the Tzibur if you're facing the Sefer Torah. If you have it back, if you have it back to the Sefer Torah, you're not Yotze anyway. So then you're not Mitztaref to the Minya. You're not Mitztaref. You may as well learn some Mishnahis. So he would turn around, turn his back to the Sefer Torah. I, what's with the Kriya Satayra? So it could be that Kriya Satayra is a Chavis HaTzibur. It's not a Chavis HaYochid. And there are more than 10 people in the Shul. So he's not going to pay attention to the Kriya Satari. He's busy learning his Mishnahis. He's reciting Rav Shesh, he's reciting Mishnahis. He says, Hanan bidigdan, vele bidigtufa, the balabatim, they don't know Mishnahis, so let them learn Kriya Satari. Hanan bidigdan, I'm a tamachachim, I'm going to say Mishnahis. That could be Pshat. Hmm. The Mishnah Burr quotes the other Rishonim and say, no. Mishnah Burr quotes as if some Rishonim seem to imply that it is a chayvisayochim. Everyone has an obligation to hear Kriya Satara. So how come Rav Shesh says, Mahadar So you say, Shesh is Davin in the first minion. He already Davin. He already heard Kriya Satara by the first minion. Then he's hanging around in Shul and he's learning. He's learning Mishnah. He's reciting Mishnah. So that he's not Mechayim to pay attention to the Kriya Satara the second time. So he turned his back around. If you turn your back around, then you're not going to starve to the minion. So Rav Salavechik used to be Mahadar based on his interpretation and that taste was the first answer in the Tesis there in Saita, Daflam, Tesim, and Aleph, he used to sit in shul facing, he didn't sit like uh, like Rabbi Blau and I sit facing the Sefer Torah. He used to sit the other direction, facing the Oran Kodesh. So when it came to Kriya Satar, he would always turn around to face the Sefer Torah because he wanted to be Yitzhak. And he thought that that was the Kavon and the Tesis there. Whoever doesn't turn around to face the Sefer Torah is not Yitzhak Kriya Satar. So if you're not mitzarv to the minion anyway, so then uh, no isa. If you want to talk, if you are mitzarv to the minion, then you're not allowed to talk. That was a big question: whether kriyas hatayr is a chayvus hayochad or chayvus hatzibur. Rabbi Zolaychi used to say every so often. He had two grandfathers, both big tamidich achamim. He said his grandfather Abchayim was of the opinion that kriyas hatayr you need a minion to lay kriyas hatayr. But it was of the opinion that it's a chayvus hayochid. Every individual Jew, even if you davening bechidus, there's a chiyuv to put together a minion to be yotzei kriyas And his other grandfather, Rabbi Feinstein, Rabbi Feinstein was the first cousin of Rabbi Soloveitchik's mother. Her maiden name was Feinstein. So her father was Rabbi Leo Feinstein. He was a rabbi in Perusian, so they used to call him Rabbi Leo Perusiana. He wrote a sefer, Alichas Elio. It was reprinted, a nice sefer, Shabbos and Shubas. 
so he disagreed with Rav Chaim Soloveitchik. It was a big Talmud Chacham. And he felt that Kriyas HaTorah is, is not a Chaybis HaYochit. If you're davening at home, you're not Mechayif to have Kriyas HaTorah. If you're davening, more correct is you're davening Shul. You should daven with the Min, you should daven a Shul. But if you're davening Bechidus, there's no Chayif to go put together a Min. You know, was always, every so often when he, was, he would travel, uh, for a rabbinic uh, conference, all the rabbonin got together, so he would he would miss davening mitzibur the day that he was traveling. So before the sun would set, he would always have them stop on the sheni v'hamishi or in the rosh chodesh. We'd always have them uh, stop in some village. And he'd always be mocked to put together a minion. and he was of the opinion many achrenim hold like this. Probably most achrenim that kriyas atayra, <coughs> preferably kriyas atayra should be. Right after Tachnun, right after Muhurachim and Tachnun, in the morning of Sheni Machamishi. But it's really Kosher Kalayoim, you can lay after Zman Mincho also, as long as it's still Bayom. So he would sometimes put together a minion of ten people. He would go to a village and ask uh, who didn't hear Kresa Tarte. There were always people. I was a lot of times with this Davin in Benzibur. He used to come in on Tuesday morning from Boston he would go back home on Wednesday afternoon so sometimes it would come on Monday and sometimes it would come on a Rosh Chodesh sometimes on Thursday so he would miss Kriyas HaTorah so at the end of Shia he would always ask is there anybody who missed Kriyas HaTorah today so miraculously every time there was always a minion of 10 students who missed Kriyas HaTorah in the morning so he used to he used to give the Shear in classroom 102 in the, in the old building Next to the old base matters. So he, we used to go into the base matters and David Mincha. So he used to lay Kriyasatar in between Ashrei and Nushman Ashrei. So the boy said, Anushita. They didn't realize what's going on. Anushita, that you're laying in Mincha between Ashrei and Nushman Ashrei. Others, others, others claim that Rabchaim had the practice to lay in the afternoon if he missed in the morning, but he wouldn't lay in the middle in between Ashrei and Nushman Ashrei. Because then it looks as if it's like a tiny sip, as if that's the correct way. But that's what Rav Salamechi used to do. <coughs> there is a din in Yeridea, in Hilchus uh, Sefer Torah, Hilchus Kavit Sefer Torah. You're not allowed to turn your back to a Sefer Torah. That's a violation of Kavit HaSefer. So how does the rabbi speak in Shul? He speaks, he stands in front of the Aaron Kodesh and has his back to the Sefer Torah and the Aaron Kodesh. So the Taz is over there because the Aaron Kodesh is ten twachim tall and his dalad on dalad twachim on the floor. So that's like a Rishus business, but like a closet. So if they say, if there is a different Rishus, then the Dinim of then you have to stand up or you're not allowed to turn your back to the Sefetah. The Dinim don't apply. <coughs> I used to give a shir in a shul in, uh, in Queens for many years. <coughs> So I used to sit right in front of the Aaron Kodesh and have my back to the Aaron Kodesh. So I remember once uh, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's brother-in-law moved to New York. He was an old rabbi. He lived, I think, in Ohio somewhere. And he moved to New York and he came to my shir once. And then he said he enjoyed the shir, but he's not going to come again because I violated the din. You're not allowed to have your back to the Aaron Kodesh. So he didn't come again. I told him that Taz says it's Mutta. He didn't care that any Taz says. It's against the din. <laughs> <coughs> the rabbis always have their back to the Yorin Kodesh. Because <coughs> of different issues. Anyway, so the Mishnah Brewer quotes several answers over here. So one answer is, if you, if you turn around, 
Rav Soloveitchik interpreted Pshat. If you turn around, you have your back to the Sefer Torah, then you're not mitzarev to the minion, so you're not being yotzei. Anyway, so may as well say Devar Haloch. So that's well, it's a one who one who sits in shul in front of the bima where they lay uh, in shulchanach. The big shulchanach. The commentaries quote from the Zohar that the Torah was given from on top of Har Sinai. So that's why by Kriyas Torah you should have an elevated platform. So the Kriyas Torah is like a you're reliving, you're reenacting Maimon Hasina. The Torah is coming from on top of the mountain. Unless it's in a, that's if it's in a shul. But if it's Kriyas Torah in a base madrash, then the whole base madrash is the top of the mountain. The people, all base madrash are miyuchin for learning all over. If you have a shul that's miyuchin for davening, then you should have an elevated platform for the Kriyas Torah, like Maimon Hasina, like on top of the mountain. But if, the, but if it's in the base medrash, then you don't need an elevated platform. The whole base medrash is like the top of the mountain. Some... <coughs> so some you to say... I think it's the Taisas there in Saita. They don't like that pshat. Some of the say, Rav Sheshis was a sagi nohar. He was blind. So blind people are not allowed to say psukim by heart. So he says, so he's not, so therefore since he's blind, so he's not mechif to hear Kriyas because he's not allowed to say psukim by heart. So that's what he says, Anan bididan, the inu biditu. The other people who are not blind, they can see. So they mukhif to hear Kriya Satara. Anan, I'm blind. Anan bididan. So I'm going to learn Torah Shabbat Peh. So he's not happy with that. What do you mean? A blind person, not allowed to say psukim by heart, but he's not saying by heart. He's listening to the Balkar. The Balkar is learning Mitur Haksav. So why should he be Potter from Kriya Satara? So some say, again, some say it's a Chavis Hatsiba, not a Chavis Hayochit. There were going to be ten people paying attention anyway. So he says, "Anam b'didan, I'm a tamachachem terasi yumanasi. I'm going to learn mishnayis goris." He was saying over, "Mahad rapi goris." He was reciting mishnayis by heart. Anam b'didan, I'm going to be learning Torah Shabbat. And in a minute too, they're going to be learning Torah Shabbat. But that pshat they don't like to say that uh, because it was sagi. No, therefore you're not mechuyiv in prayers at Why not? The bakor is leinim etochaksav. Then the Gemara has on the left line. Every week you have to be Mava Sedrash Nine Mikra Mecha Targum. Afilu Atoras Vidivan. Why is Afilu Atoras Vidivan? So Rashi says, Targum. There is no Targum. So what are you going to do? Say the Pasuk a third time. Say the same Pasuk a third time. Tesis says, Pirish Rashi, Afilu Atoras Vidivan, Sheimbo Targum. Stoch Lekrosa Shalashman Bivri. You have to say the third time, he say over the Pasuk. So Tai says, there are other Psukim. There are Psukim, but there's nothing to translate. Names of people. Other Psukim, but there's no Talmud. This is how I feel about Torah's video. So Tai says, give us a Pshad. There is no Targum Unkalis. In Unkalis, it says that Torah's video, it just said names of the city. But there is a Targum Yerushalmi. So that's what it means. Even though there's no Targum Unclus, you should say Targum Yerushalmi. 
So that's what they they quote from the Vilna Gorn. <coughs> Say for Imre Noam. They have comments from the Vilna Gorn, Daf al Daf, uh, So here they point out, it seems to be a Maklaikis, Taisus and Rashi, only with Targumunklis. Rashi seems to hold there's no Targumunklis, so there, there is no Targum. they got to say the Pusik a third time. And Taisus seems to hold with any other Targum. That's how Taisus begins on Omenal. If you have a different translation of, of the Chumash, it doesn't have to be Targumunklis. That's what Taisus holds. <coughs> Taisus says, Tommy Yerushalmi is also good. And from Rashi, would perhaps seem to imply that the only answer with Targumunculus, because the Gemara says, beginning of the Gila, as if Targumunculus was somehow the Moshe Messina, as if that was transmitted generation after generation. The Targumunculus. Yeah. They quote from the Vilna Gorn there, why does it feel that Taurus with Divine? So he says, what's the purpose of Shlein Mikrovech Targum? The Targum is not Hebrew. Loshon HaKadosh is a holy language. Loshon HaKadosh. Targumunculus is an Aramaic. So why do you have Shlein Mikrovech Targum? They take something that's secular. Loshon HaKadosh is a mitzvah to speak Loshon HaKadosh. But to speak uh, Aramaic, that's not a mitzvah. So we want to take Allah's, a Goisha language, which doesn't have Kedusha, and, be, and use it for religious purposes, you're elevating it to the level of Dibre Torah, elevating to the level of Kedusha, because you're translating the Psukim into Aramaic. So the Vilna Gaon says, one might have thought that Atoros Vedivan, what happened there? There were Mekadish Chutzlaritz. Originally, Atoros Vedivan was with Ruben and the Chal Shevet wanted to live over there. The original plan was that it wasn't going to be part of Eretz Yisrael. It was going to be Chutzlaritz. So Moshe Abena was Mekadish because there's an in, there's a Tesis in Gittin, on the Ches of an Aleph, but Tesis called the bottom of Ches of an Aleph, Tesis quotes a Sifrei, on the Pasek in uh, Akev, I think, I think it's the last Pasek in Akev, so Tesis quotes from the Sifrei, Kol Mokem, Afila B'chutz Lorenz. If the Jewish soldiers conquer an area in Chutz Lorenz, they have the ability to endow it with Kedusha. If all of Eretz Yisrael was ready in this Kaddish, then you can extend the Kedusha to Aratzas on the Sofas. So one might have thought that person, Atoros Vedivan, that's talking about being the Kaddish Chutzlords, is talking about the theme of taking something secular and elevating it to the level of Kedusha. So one might have thought, that's the Ruben Gon suggest, one might have thought that there's no need for Echotargum there. The theme of the Pasuk is that you can take Chutzlaris and endow it with Kedusha. So that's the Chiddush. Even though that's the theme of the Pasuk, you got to do it the third time in Aramaic also. Then the Gemara says, one of the Amaroyim didn't have time all year long. So he said, Erev Yom Kippur, there's no school. So all the all Sedras the all year long on Erev Yom Kippur. The Gemara said, that's not right. Because you're supposed to eat on Erev Yom Kippur. You're supposed to have a Bukovatika meal. It's a mitzvah to eat on Erev Yom Kippur. <coughs> yeah, that's a big discussion. The Nitziv has a discussion on this din. 
The mitzvah teet on Erev Yom Kippur. We can make it as a discussion. This chuvis, this a mitzvah sasecha hasman grama. A women, a women exempt from this mitzvah. Women are not mechuyev to eat on Erev Yom Kippur because it's a mitzvah sasecha hasman grama. So Reb Kivega has such a discussion. So he thinks that the whole purpose of the mitzvah to eat on Erev Yom Kippur is to prepare for the tonus. So since the women are mechuyev to fast on Yom Kippur. Despite the fact that eating on Erev Yom Kippur is mangrama, but since it's a, the whole purpose of the mitzvah of eating is to do a hachona for Yom Kippur, and the women are mechuyif to fast on Yom Kippur, so they are mechuyif. They should be mechuyif to eat on Erev Yom Kippur. That's a question, is that really so? So the Ritziv points out that there's a machloikis and rishonim. Two minhagim, different kehillas in Europe. <coughs> whether the mitzvah to eat on Erev Yom Kippur only applies in the daytime of Erev Yom Kippur or even the night before Erev Yom Kippur. Leil Chi, Leil Tes, Tishrei. If it's to prepare for the Tonus, he thinks, whatever you're going to eat, Leil, Erev Yom Kippur, is, is not going to satiate you. It's not going to help for, uh, for the day after. When you eat on Erev Yom Kippur, in the daytime, that'll help. So if the mitzvah is to prepare for Yom Kippur, so this time that the chiv to eat doesn't apply the night before Erev Yom Kippur. But if you want that, it's a separate mitzvah, not the Torah's preparation for the Torah, it's a separate mitzvah, then it should apply even the night before. So the Vilna Goyen points out in the Bir that there are two minhogim by the Ekes on Erev Yom Kippur, they say two hours of slichas. Yeah. Just like Erev Rosh Hashanah. Nobody else does. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody else only says 15, 20 minutes. We say in a mitzvah. What's the shaila? So what's the issue? So the Vilna Gaon explains, if there's a mitzvah to eat, they always used to say slichas at night. It's a new American mitzvah that everybody comes to shul at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning and you say slichas. 8 o'clock is after Hanayt Sachama. supposed to come before our Lord Sashachar, not after Hanayt Sachama. It's supposed to say slichas at night at Chatzois. And the shamas would go wake everybody up. They didn't have alarm clocks. So they would, the Shamas in Europe will wake everybody up. He said, Slichas at night. So the Shaila is, if there's a mitzvah to eat on Leil, Erev Yom Kippur, then it means that you treat it like a Yontif. So it's like a Yontif, then it's not right to say the long Slichas. But if there's no mitzvah to eat on Erev Yom Kippur, then since you're getting closer to Yom Kippur, as far as I you should say longer Slichas. <coughs> if it's not a Yontif. So that's... Uh, there used to be a professor here in the neighborhood, Professor Levy. He was a colorful uh, personality. He was a descendant of Rabbi Samson Rachel Hirsch. And he used to teach uh, political science at the city university. So he always had yeshiva boys from Tarbanah. So the yeshivas of Dina's course. And they would always ask him, Rachmaninus, they're busy learning and they didn't have time to do the paper or to study all the work. So he would say, what were you learning? So they, if they would say they were learning subas, so he said, what part of the first parak? If we ask him that question, is there a mitzvah to eat on the night before Erev Yom Kippur? Because there's a Rashi, in the beginning of Ksumas, so Rashi takes us, I forgot which direction, but there's a Mephavish Rashi. No one would, no one noticed the Rashi. So he would say, you're not learning? You're not learning Ksumas? And he's not going to give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they were learning, he always had something in that Mesichta to show that they didn't know that they're not learning. <laughs> it's a very colorful fellow. 
Anyway, that's the din. You have to be Baba Sedra every week. You're not allowed to wait till the end. You can't, do, you can't wait till Lev Yom Kippur to do everything from there. So you can't do it in advance. It says, Mashlan Pashi Yosef, means week by week. You should do it every week by week. When does a mitzvah begin? So the Akharim say, on Shabbos afternoon, after Chatzos, when you can already start davening Mincha and Lane, next week's Sedra, that's called Imam Zibur. Even if in your shul you didn't daven Mincha yet, but in other shuls, Shabbos afternoon, they're already laning uh, Parshas Boy, Parshas Be'er, they're laning Parshas Boy. <coughs> so that's called Imam Zibur. <coughs> then the Gemara quotes Rabbi Shemalei told his children. To his children, every week, when you shech chickens, so you should you should make sure that you cut the shchit alpidin. You have to shech the condenation. You don't have to cut the arteries. That's not part of the shchita. But Rabbi recommends in the Mishnah the Chulin, if you're not going to cut the big veins and the big arteries, then the chicken is going to be full of blood. He recommends you should cut the vein. You should cut the veins and the arteries so all of the blood will go out. Even though he's a minority opinion. And the third so sometimes when people get old, they uh, they forget the whole learning. They can't talk uh, rationally. So the Gemara says, we have to give respect to Luchas, Mishim, Luchas, Menachas, Baran. They put in the Shiva Luchas also. Then the Gemara says, "Alteish al mitos haramis." What is that? One of the Amoraim gave a recommendation. Rabbi told the children, "You shouldn't sit al mitos haramis." What does it mean? So one shot is, Shouldn't act like a goy when you go to sleep. Goyim don't say kriyashma al mito. So a Jew who goes to sleep and not saying kriyashma al is going to sleep like a goy. In Kedem, another interpretation: Shouldn't alteish al mitos haramis? Don't marry a gyaris. Marry someone who has a miuchesis from the Jewish people. A recommendation. He could the army. I remember years ago, it used to be when you would go visit in Meshar, so they have a big sign over there, the sign is still there. They ask all the Jewish women should dress properly, and if you're not going to dress properly, you shouldn't come into our neighborhood. So they used to have Amram Blau would stand there with the, he was the head of the Tur Karta and he would stand with a whole bunch of uh, Hasidim who lived there and he, if he would see a woman who wasn't dressed properly so he would say Pruza but he pronounced it Pritza so he said Pritza so they all would scream Pritza, 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 Pritza and the women didn't know what in the world they were talking about Pritza, Pritza so when his first wife passed away he married a Gioris they were writing in all the newspaper. What's going on? How did he marry a Gioris? That Gioris was a big. Uh, there was a, a kid, Yasala, who was kidnapped from his parents. The parents were not observant, and their grandparents were religious Jews. So they arranged that he should be kidnapped, and they took him to America, I think, and he was sitting and learning in some Chesidish Yeshiva. In Williamsburg, until they they got the international police on the case, and they found where the kid was. 
They were all, they, in all the newspapers, they were like, where is Yosola? Where is Yosola? Who kidnapped Yosola? <laughs> Turned out that the grandparents <laughs> arranged. So the, the mastermind between the whole, on the whole enterprise was uh, Amram Blau's second wife. She was a big uh, female canoe. <clears throat> so they had, to, they had to interview him. Why did he marry a Giyaris? What is he crazy? Why well, recommend he shouldn't marry her? So he said during the Mohammed Tashihur, he was injured in such a way, he was a Ptsuadaka. He wasn't allowed to marry a Jewish girl, so he had to marry a Giyaris. Because Kahal Gamla, he recalled all the Psulikol. All the Psulikol, not allowed to marry Jewish people, but he's allowed to marry uh, Giyaris. Anyway, that's the second suggestion. One suggestion shouldn't sit on. Mitai Ramis means you shouldn't go to sleep with that. Kriyashma said, you shouldn't marry Giyaris unless you have no choice. What happened? Uh, once said, uh, please sit down over here. And he was afraid to sit down. He said, first pick up the couch. First pick up the mattress and I'll see. Then there was a dead baby under the mattress. And if he would sit down on the, on the couch, they would accuse him of, uh, of crushing the baby to death. So it's a good thing that he checked in advance. Then Robert said, another instruction, you shouldn't walk by the shul when everybody's davening in the shul because it looks as if you don't believe in davening. Unless you're wearing tefillin, or unless there are other shuls in the neighborhood, or unless there's another way to enter into this shul. Even if there are no other shuls in the neighborhood, there are other ways to enter into this shul. If you have one of these, <coughs> then there's no chashash. Then the Gemara has, we... Tr- Jewish people lived in so many different Golas, and they're nice things to pick up from America, nice things to pick up from the Persians, from the Parsiim, from the Madiim. The Medrash complains about the Jewish people. The Medrash quotes the Bonishlam. You went into Golas, and you picked up all the stupid Menhagim from the Goyim that are, that are uh, disgusting. You should pick up nice things from the Goyim. You should do. So Gemara says, the Persians have nice meters and we should pick it up. And the Modim have nice meters also. The Gemara has later in Brachas. Different meters, we should learn from the Umasayla. We have what to learn from others. But you have to have big Tamil Chacham to think it over whether the meters are, are recommended or not. Sometimes they're stupid. <coughs> okay, we'll stop here. We'll leave that the next Thursday. Maybe we'll start... Uh, whether we pass like Rabbi Gamliel in the Mishnah, that you can say Kriyashma all night long. Okay. Thank you. Very good. Thank you.